We're continuing to read Brihad Bhagavatamrita by Sanatan Goswami. Narada Muni is, is uh, speaking with Prahlad, and Prahlad says, By your Lordship's mercy, the Supreme Personality of Godhead may have some affection for me. Still, the glory of that affection is very insignificant in comparison to the great mercy received by even the newest devotees. O Lord, whose heart melts with limitless mercy, why should I make you suffer by describing my own great misfortune? Better that you place your glance on the great mercy the Lord has given to the Kim Purusha Hanuman. O Lord, please know that when the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared in his half-man, half-lion form to kill my father, he very quickly did his work and then disappeared again. I was not able to see the Lord to my heart's content. On the shore of the great ocean, I saw him for only a moment. It was like a flickering dream. Hanuman was very fortunate. He was able to enjoy the happiness of directly serving the Lord for many thousands of years without obstruction. Even in his childhood, he was extremely strong. By the mercy of the demigods, he received many benedictions. He is always free from old age and death. He is completely fearless, a follower of austere vows, saintly, a heroic fighter, and the uncommon servant of Lord Ramchandra. He casually jumped over the fathomless 800-mile-wide ocean. He expertly com comforted the distressed Sita, captive in the palace of the king of Rakshasas. He taunted his enemy, burned Lanka, destroyed its fortifications, returned with news of Sita, and was firmly embraced by his master. He was the great carrier of his master. His tail became a white parasol, shading his master, and his broad back became a comfortable seat for his master. He was the leader of those engaged in building the bridge at Setubanda. He fulfilled the needs of Vibhisana, broke the strength of the Rakshasas, and with his great strength brought the medicinal herb Visalya Karini. He brought life again to the army. He greatly pleased both his master and his master's younger brother. He became the devoted carrier of both his master and Sri Lakshman. With very intelligent tactics, he attacked and defeated the enemy. He chanted the transcendental glories of his master, the killer of the Rakshasa king. He brought great happiness to Sita. He is the object of the great transcendental mercy of his master. Even though he is not able to bear separation from his master, he remains in this world by his order. He sustains himself by always hearing the glories of his master. Even today, he stands beside the transcendental deity form of his master, as he had always stood by him in the past. My Lord, the scriptures declare, the monkey king Hanuman attained perfection by serving the Supreme Lord. In this way, Hanuman's glory is famous in this world. His service brought him the Lord's mercy. I offer my respectful obeisances to Hanuman. 
even if it were to come to him of its own accord, he has no desire to accept any kind of liberation that would check his service to Lord Vishnu, the son of Maharaj Dasarat. I have left much unsaid. Still, your lordship knows his glorious position very well. Please go now to Kimpurusha Varsha, see him and become happy. Sri Parikat said, O mother, Narada, then exclaimed, Ah, this is very auspicious. Ah, this is very auspicious. He then rose from his seat and traveled through outer space to Kimpurusha Varsha. There he saw Hanuman devotedly worshiping the lotus feet of the deity of Lord Ramchandra with wonderful offerings taken from the forest as if the Lord were directly present before him. Hearing the nectarian story of the Ramayan sung by the Gandharvas and other celestial singers, Hanuman became full of bliss. He trembled and shed tears. The hairs of his body stood erect. Hanuman was himself reciting many wonderful and splendid prayers in prose and verse, and he was also falling down like a stick to offer respectful obeisances to his Lord. Narada then jubilantly called out, O Lord of the Raghavas, all glories to you. O husband of Sita, all glories to you. O elder brother of Lakshman, all glories to you. Hanuman became filled with joy to hear the chanting of the holy names of his worshipable Lord. He at once jumped into the sky and embraced Narada, placing his arms around his neck. As he stood in the sky, Narada Muni jubilantly danced, moving his feet to and fro and at the same time wiped away the stream of Hanuman's tears of ecstatic love with his hands. Filled with ecstatic love, Narada loudly said, Sri Narada said, O noble sir, you are very dear to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By seeing you, I have now also become very dear to him. Sri Parikat said, Within a moment, Hanuman composed himself and then respectfully bowed down before Devarishi Narada. Then he took Narada to the temple where he could bow down before Lord Ramchandra, the hero of the Raghu dynasty. Narada Muni bowed down before the deity and then sat in, a careful, sat in a seat carefully arranged by Hanuman. Narada, wealthy with the wonderful opulence of pure devotional love, sounded his vena and said, Sri Narada said, You are in truth the object of the incomparable great mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You are always plunged in the very wonderful nectar ocean of pure devotional service to the Supreme Lord. You are the Lord's servant, friend, chariot, sitting place, flag, parasol, awning, fan, poet to offer prayers, counselor, military commander, and most helpful assistant. You always chant the Lord's transcendental glories. You have offered yourself to Lord Ramchandra without any reservation. You are the object of his great mercy. The narration of his glories is your life and soul. You bring great transcendental bliss to the devotees who have taken shelter of him. You are eternally more glorious than Garuda 
and all the other devotees of the Lord. Because you are a pure devotee, and because you do not consider anything better than the happiness of pure devotional service, you spoke to the Supreme Lord, who is the crest jewel of all generous philanthropists, the following words, which bring great happiness to the devotees. O Lord, you are the master, and I am your servant. I do not desire any liberation from the bonds of repeated birth and death that will also break our relationship. Sri Parikat said, For Hanuman, hearing this description of the great mercy of the Lord's lotus feet, became a spark that ignited a great fire of pain of separation from the Lord. Hanuman lamented and cried. Narada Muni comforted him. Hanuman then said, I am very happy because I no longer have the lotus feet. I am, I am very unhappy because I no longer have the lotus feet of Lord Ramachandra. O oh, best of the sages, why do you make me cry by reminding me of his cruelty to me? If I am his servant, then why did he abandon me when he took Sugriva, the residence of Ayodhya, and many other dear devotees to his side? Because you are very affectionate to me, you think that because I had the good fortune to serve the Lord directly, therefore he is very merciful to me. Now the supremely opulent and powerful Lord has descended to Mathura city, where he gives his mercy to the great Pandavas. The mercy he gives to me cannot be compared to even the smallest fragment of that mercy. It is like a pebble compared to Mount Sumeru. By sending them so many troubles since their early childhood, the Lord has shown to the world their patience, adherence to religious principles, fame, transcendental knowledge, pure devotion, and spiritual love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead became their chariot driver, companion, servant, counselor, messenger, guard, and follower. The Lord even offered prayers to them and bowed down before them. The Supreme Lord is overcome with love for them. What will he not do for them? He has become their servant, friend, and most affectionate well-wisher. Because the Lord always resides with them, their capital has become like a sacred forest where the great sages perform austerities. Residence in their capital now brings the results of all austerities. Sri Parikat said, As Sri Narada heard these words, he yearned to reside eternally in Dwarka and always stay by the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Narada loudly shouted, rose again and again into the sky and danced with joy in his heart. Hanuman became blissful by seeing Narada's dance. His heart plunged in the nectar of the Pandava story. Hanuman again and again described their glories. Sri Hanuman said, The host of calamities that befell the Pandavas were very auspicious for them. These calamities made Lord Krishna anxious for the safety of the Pandavas and at once brought Lord Krishna into their company. O Pandavas, you have become overpowered by love and no longer know how to do what is right. 
you have made my Lord into your messenger and chariot driver. O Pandavas, you must know a very powerful magic spell or possess a very powerful potion to bring others under your control. O Mother, O celebrated wife of Abhimanyu, after speaking these words, Hanuman began to, began to jump again and again. For a long time he danced with Narada Muni. Then he said, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, O Lord, overwhelmed with love for your devotees, O Lord, whose transcendental activities attract your devotees' hearts, this is the way you act. It is my good fortune that in the middle of the sons of Kunti, the Pandavas, is my dear younger brother, Bhimasena. Out of kindness and friendship, the Lord gave his own sister in marriage to Arjun, who carries a flag whose insignia is a likeness of me. Without the transcendental mercy of they who are very dear to the Lord, the loving service of the Lord's servants will not be successful. That service will not bear any good fruit. O best of the devotees, O most dear favorite of the Lord, let us go there to see them. The transcendental opulence, sweetness, and wonder that is very difficult for Brahma, Shiva, and the other demigods to understand, that increases the love of the devotees, and that had not been revealed when the Lord appeared in Yodhya, is now displayed in Mathura and Dwarka. Sri Narada said, This sweetness and opulence is not manifested even in Vaikuntha. What to speak of Ayodhya? Rise, rise, friend, let's quickly go there. At that moment, Hanuman became as grave as the ocean. He reflected within himself for a moment, sighed, bowed down, and then said to Narada, Sri Hanuman said, it is right for us to go and see and serve the most dear devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The sweetness of great mercy the Lord displays now is greater and more profound than what he had shown in the past. The supremely charming and wonderful waves of the Lord's present transcendental pastimes have bewildered even the most learned and intelligent of the sages. Even Brahma, the father of you and your exalted brothers, the grandfather of all the worlds and the original teacher of the Vedas, is bewildered by these pastimes. If even he becomes bewildered, then what can be said about unintelligent monkeys like myself? You can easily understand the Lord's activities, but I fear I will commit an offense. The Lord's wonderful transcendental pastimes increase the love and devotion of the devotees. These pastimes are the final destination of they who repose all their love in the Lord alone and in no one else. I pray that for Lord Ramchandra, whose heart is naturally soft with sincere compassion, who is honest and righteous, who has taken a vow to accept only one wife, whose face and eyes are always bowed down with great humility and shyness, whose good, good character delights the world, who is the monarch of Ayodhya city, who is the greatest of all kings, who is served by Sita and Lakshman, who is the elder brother of Bharat, 
who is the dear friend of Sugriva, who is the ruler of the monkeys, who is the shelter of Vivisana, who holds a bow in his hand, who is the son of Dasarath and Kasalya, and who is the great king of the Raghu dynasty. May my devotional love always increase. I shall simply stay here, gaze at the deity form of Lord Rama, and drink the nectar of his pastimes. When Lord Krishna, out of his great mercy, may call me to give me the great transcendental happiness of the opportunity to serve him, will he, out of love for me, show me the form of Lord Rama that is more dear to me than life? When the Lord reveal, reveals himself as Ramchandra, I shall go to him at once. Now you please go to the Pandavas, and in their palace see the Supreme Brahman. whose transcendental form is like that of a human being, who is full of transcendental bliss, who is beyond the touch of the world, who is beyond the touch of the words and thoughts of the sages, who is very charming, and who is a great jewel mine of the sweetnesses of wonderful transcendental pastimes. Don't become an offender thinking, we are celibate brahmacharis and they are only household khatriyas ruling a kingdom. By serving the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, they have become free from all desire for material sense gratification. Their lotus feet are worshipped by the leaders of the swan-like devotees. The eldest Pandava, with the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as his only motive, now rules the kingdom. He is the master of a great variety of royal opulences, rare even among the demigods. By amassing great pious credits in the performance of Rajasuya Yajnas, Ashvamedha Yajnas, and other r- religious rituals, he attained the spiritual world of Vish- Vishnu Loka. Even within this material realm, he became king of the entire earth. His pure fame is spread throughout the three worlds. His faultless royal opulences envied by even the demigods and granted to him by the mercy of Lord Krishna. He is offered back to Lord Krishna. These opulences were never able to actually please the king. His heart is on fire with pure love for Krishna. He is like a man burning with hunger who cannot be pleased by sweet-scented flower garlands, sandalwood, or perfume. Ah, what more shall I say? Srimati Draupadi is his exalted queen. Sri Bhimasena, Sri Arjuna, and his other brothers are all as noble and as exalted as he. They are not dear to him because of their bodily relation. They are not dear to him as assistants in the quest for material piety, wealth, sense gratification, or liberation. They are dear to him because they love the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. I am a monkey. How can I describe their great glories? O Lord, you know how great they are. Dancing and overcome with happiness, Narada flew to Kurudesh, where he quickly entered the capital. When Narada Muni arrived at the door, Maharaj Yudhisthir was saying to his relatives, Let us arrange for either a grand Vedic sacrifice 
or us a terrible calamity. That will force Lord Krishna to come here, and then we will be able to see him. Seeing Narada at the door, Maharaj Yudhisthira, accompanied by his brothers, mother, and wives, at once stood up, hastily ran to him, greeted him, bowed down before him, brought him into the palace, carefully seated him on a grand throne, and brought various articles to worship him. O mother, Narada then took the articles of worship and began himself to worship your fathers-in-law and their servants. Narada Muni said, Dear Maharaj Yudhisthira, all of you, the Pandavas, are extremely fortunate, for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, lives in your palace just like a human being. Great saintly persons know this very well, and therefore they constantly visit this house. Even Brahma, Shiva, and the other demigods can only rarely see him in a trance of meditation. The words of the Vedas describe him. Lord Nishringa, Vamana, and Ramchandra are his plenary portions, and the other incarnations are portions of his plenary portions. Brahma and the other demigods are considered his potencies. The illusory potency, Maya, who creates, maintains, and destroys the material universes, is a maidservant on the pathway of his glance. Inspired by the lament of Mother Earth, Brahma and the demigods went to the shore of the milk ocean, and although they faithfully worshipped the Lord with prayers, they could not obtain the Lord's mercy. Then the order of the Lord was manifested in the sky, and when Brahma understood it in his own heart, all the demigods became happy. In a secluded place, the very intelligent sages, headed by Gargamuni, secretly revealed that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Narayan, and no one is his equal. Then he went to Mathura city where he became known as Durga Vishnu, Mahahari, Mahavishnu, and Maha Narayan. We pray that by spiritual activities, beginning with vows of silence, being peaceful and engaging in devotional service, we may attain his mercy. You, however, have already pleased him and brought him under your control. Listen, although in his previous incarnations he gave it to only a chosen few, this time he gives liberation to everyone. Although Kalanemi, Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, Ravan, Kumbhakarna, and many other demons were personally killed by him, they did not attain liberation. Pure devotional service was not given to any of them. Devotional service was given only to the demon Prahlad during the advent of Lord Nishringa. Although Sri Hanuman, Jambavan, Sugriva, Bibisana, Guha, Dasarath, and a few others attained pure devotional service from him during the advent of Lord Ramchandra, there was not even the briefest mention of the highest stage of pure love of God. Now your maternal cousin Krishna has caused many to become liberated. Many he has given pure devotional service and many he has filled with pure love of God. 
demons killed by Lord Krishna, by Arjuna, or by the Lord's associates, although they deserve to go to hell, attained a glorious liberation. Vishvamitra, Gautama, Vasista, and many other sages intently performing austerities, chanting mantras and seeking knowledge, went to Kuruketra and by Lord Krishna's mercy came to desire only pure devotional service. They all became pure devotees. Even trees, vines, and other immobile living entities in forms of life darkened by ignorance have now attained pure ecstatic love for Lord Krishna. Now they are all nourished by the nectarian rains of pure love for him. O cousins of Lord Krishna, how can I describe the great, never-seen-before wonder of the sweetness of the handsomeness of his transcendental form? His pastimes, qualities, love, glory, and pastime places are unprecedented and wonderful. I think that if he had not descended to this world, the fact that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead would not have been revealed. The great wonder of his sweetness and glory is now displayed to its fullest perfection. Let the description of Lord Krishna's kindnesses stay far away. His mercy is shown even in his fighting. Kamsa, Kaliya, Putana, Bali, and a host of others bear witness to this. Sri Parikit said, after singing these words, Narada Muni instructed his tongue, which was greedy for Lord Krishna's glories. Aha, you are chanting the glories of the Lord. Then Narada then bit the tongue with his teeth. Note, Narada feels he is not qualified to say anything about Lord Krishna. O tongue, you are very fortunate to have spoken these words. Now as much as you are able, please glorify the dear devotees of the Lord. O great souls, what person would be so bold to think that the Lord's kindness and love for you can actually be brought to his tongue? When your mother Kunti heard from Makura's mouth a single sentence of affectionate consolation from Lord Krishna, she at once became plunged in a great flood of pure love. Lord Krishna's many wonderful words of consolation made her cry. That cry pierced the chests and hearts of the stoutest men. She loved you so much only because you are so dear to Lord Krishna. When after a long time, Lord Krishna, the life of the Yadus, was about to leave for Dwarka, she spoke many prayers in a voice choked with emotion and convinced him to continue to stay as a guest in her home. Lord Krishna made Yudhisthira very famous, both in this world and the next. Although Lord Krishna was himself the actual cause of Jarasandha's death, he gave all the credit to Bhima. Lord Krishna and Arjuna became famous for their close relationship. Hundreds of the greatest Puranas are not able to to properly describe the glory of that friendship. Everyone saw how the twins, Nakula and Sahadev, who were both full of love for Lord Krishna, recommended that the Lord be worshipped first in the Rajasuya Yajna. During the Rajasuya Yajna and other festive occasions, 
Lord Krishna personally performed the auspicious, auspicious ritual of sprinkling water on Draupadi's hair. He used to address her, Oh, my dear friend, he protected her from the fearful dangers presented by Dravasa, Dusasana, and others. He removed all her grief. He accepted the boiled rice offered by Vidura. He performed the funeral festival of Bhishma. Please consider how many times he has taken part in a dis- in taken your part in a dispute. Ah, it is very ah, it is very wonderful that the learned and devoted prayers the women in your palace offered to Lord Krishna are now glorified by the greatest poets and philosophers. Although Prahlad, his grandson Bali, and Hanuman received the Lord Hari's mercy. You and all your friends and relatives have received both his great mercy and his sincere love. When he had just received opulent gifts from the Kurus, Lord Krishna said to me and my friends, They who are friends of the Pandavas are my friends, and they who are their enemies are my enemies. The Pandavas are my life breath. Ah, how bold and arrogant I am! Only the Supreme Lord has the power to know or or describe your virtues. I think the Lord descended to this world for your sake only. Sri Parikh had said, After a moment's embarrassed silence, Maharaj Yudhisthira sighed, and in the company of his mother, brothers, and wives said, O crest jewel of eloquent orators, Lord Krishna did not give his mercy to me and my brothers. We thought about this for a long time, and we decided that he never gave his mercy to us. By seeing the many calamities that have fallen on me and my brothers, materialistic men will lose faith in Lord Krishna, and they will become less interested to engage in devotional service to him. If that were to happen, it would be a great torment for us. Lord Krishna is our life and soul. Without him, we are like men without food or fish without water. For this reason, I prayed to the Lord, O Lord, please use this Rajasuya Yajna as a trick to grant both to, to grant to both devotees and non-devotees faith in your pure devotional service. Note, the Rajasuya Yajna displayed the opulent position of the devotees. Maharaj Yudhisthira considered that the sight of the devotee's opulence will encourage materialistic men to become devotees. In this way, all the people of the world will see the splendid, wonderful, and extraordinary opulences of your devotees, both in this world and the next. Then the people will become full of faith. They will worship your lotus feet. In this way, they will become free from suffering and fear, and they will attain perfect, transcendental happiness. Now that he has given us a kingdom and killed the irreligious men who were our enemies, our grief is greater than before. My teachers, headed by Drona and Bhishma, my sons, headed by Abhimanu, and many others, have entered the realm of death for my sake. I wish for the association of the devotees of Lord Vishnu more than I wish to remain alive. Separated from them, 
I cannot for a moment find the smallest amount of happiness. Because we are now pressed with so many duties, it has been a long time since we have enjoyed the happiness of seeing Lord Krishna's lotus face. Now he always stays in Dwarka, giving pleasure to his dear relatives, the extremely fortunate Yadu dynasty. Your Lordship personally saw how he became our messenger, chariot driver, and servant in so many other ways. Still, all this was only to protect the principles of religion, and by vanquishing a host of sins, to remove the burden of the earth. Sri Parikat said, Then Krishna's dear friend Bhima laughed aloud and said, O student of Lord Krishna, please listen to these words. No one has the power to understand the vast ocean of Krishna's pastimes. Krishna is the original creator of all illusions. He is the guru of all skillful liars and cheaters. When has he not been very clever in his words and deeds? We do not understand him, and neither do we trust him. O mother, repeatedly sighing, my grandfather, Sriman Arjun, the dear friend of Lord Krishna, then spoke the, solo, the following sorrowful words. Sri Bhagavan Arjuna said, O Lord Narada, the great mercy of your dear most Lord Krishna gave us simply, the great mercy your dear most Lord Krishna gave us simply led to our suffering. Bhishma and others, all intent on performing their religious duties as Ghatris, and all fixed in transcendental knowledge, hurled many powerful weapons at me in the battlefield to break my armor and pierce my heart. Lord Krishna, who carries the Sudarsan chakra in his hand, for my sake again and again intercepted all those weapons, allowing them to fall in his own transcendental body instead of mine. Even today, as I think of this act, I cannot pull the arrow of grief from my heart. O Brahman and Narada, how is it possible for me to be happy? Action that brings pain to a dear friend is not the symptom of either love or kindness. Originally, I refused to fight with Bhishma, Drona, and the others. But then Lord Krishna, the greatest of philosophers, taught me something that convinced me to fight with him. Hearing those words, Lord Krishna spoke to me, gives great pleasure to the dry and personalist philosophers. This fact brings great pain to those of us who live by glorifying the path of devotional service. When I reflect on the words he spoke to me, then I do not become happy. Those words were a trick to cheat me. I always have full faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, who is supremely pure, boundlessly merciful, always true to his word and the very best of friends. No one is more dear to me than the Supreme Brahman, Lord Krishna, whose glorious transcendental form completely enchants the heart and mind. Sri Nakula and Sahadev said, Lord Krishna gave us the power to be peaceful in the midst of a host of calamities. He killed our enemies. 
He enabled us to perform the Ashvamedha Yajna and many other Vedic rituals. He gave us great fame. He gave us a kingdom others could not attain even with a host of pious deeds. O Lord Narada, we do not consider any of these acts to be Krishna's kindness to us. By accepting the offering of first worship, he brought us great happiness and made our festival of many great Vedic sacrifices a grand success. That was his mercy to us. Now it is very, now it is very difficult even to see him. We have been cheated by him. How is it possible for us to remain alive? Sri Parikit said, By hearing these words, Draupadi became overwhelmed with grief. Composing herself with great effort, she still continued to cry as she spoke the following words in a voice choked with emotion. Sri Draupadi said, Many times my dear friend Sri Krishna rescued me from great embarrassment. Many times he killed the demons who were my enemies. I always thought he would be merciful to me. Now my father, brothers, sons, and everyone else have fallen on the battlefield. I do not lament. I am surrendered to his will. What shall I desire? On the pretext of these calamities, he grants a great benediction that fulfills all desires. When all my relatives had been killed, Lord Krishna personally sat by my side and consoled me with many eloquent words. I pray that, in my, that I may always drink the charming sweet nectar of his smiling words in this way. I am very far from any good fortune. He no longer comes as he came to us before. O sage, what kind of mercy is this? Sri Parikit said, Kunti, for whom the sight of Lord Krishna was her life and soul, became stricken with grief, shedding tears as she remembered Lord Krishna's kindness and cruelty. She spoke the following pitiful words. Note, Kunti considered Lord Krishna staying in Dwarka, where she could not have his continued association to be his cruelty to her. Sri Kunti said, Lord Krishna repeatedly delivered me, a helpless widow, with sons from a host of calamities. For this reason, I thought he was more kind to me than he was to his own mother, Devaki. Now, both in my own home, as well as in the homes of others, I can hear the wailing of the women whose relatives are now dead. My heart does not see this as mercy. I shall abandon this prosperous condition that robs me of the sight of Lord Krishna, and I shall for a, pray for a host of calamities to bring him again and again within my sight. Thinking, because I have given them an unrivaled kingdom, the Pandavas are now happy. He has abandoned us. Now he stays always in Dwarka. Gone is the hope that he will return here. For a long time, I thought my death would be his mercy to me. The rope of hope is the thought, Krishna is our dear friend, is now broken. Severed by friction with the strong family ties, Krishna keeps with the Yadu dynasty. Please go visit the Yadu dynasty. They are most dear to Lord Krishna. They are plunged in a great ocean of incomparable transcendental bliss. O Lord Narada, 
You know their incomparable greatness. What can we say to describe it? Sri Parikh, it said, O mother, O wife of the son of the sister of Lord Krishna. At that moment, the great sage Narada quickly went to Dwarka. He entered the palace and saw in the distance the exalted leaders of the Yadu dynasty. He repeatedly fell down like a stick to offer respectful obeisances. Narada saw that members of the Yadu dynasty comfortably sitting in their own seats in the Sudharma assembly house. They wore garlands of parajata flowers. They were very richly ornamented with the handsomeness of their bodily features. They were entertained by splendid and festive music and dance, and they were glorified by poets with wonderful words. They spoke wonderful joking words among themselves and laughed. They were very charming, and the splendor of their forms eclipsed the sun. They were wonderfully decorated with many kinds of splendid ornaments. Everyone, even the very old, was in the prime of youth. For them, the greatest happiness was always to drink the nectar of Lord Krishna's lotus face. Surrounding, surrounding Maharaj Ugrasena, they respectfully waited for the arrival of Lord Krishna Dev. Countless millions of Yadus waited, eagerly talking about Lord Krishna, and their hearts and eyes fixed on the path coming from Lord Krishna's residential quarters. Becoming aware of Narada's presence, the Yadavas hastily ran to him, lifted him up, and at once held him by the hand, led him by the hand into the assembly hall. He was offered a great and splendid throne, but he would not sit on it. By his own wish, he sat on the floor. Everyone at once sat around him. When they brought paraphernalia to worship him, Narada, the humble leader of the divine sages, bowed down before them with folded hands, stood up and addressed them. O great souls who have, who have obtained the mercy of Lord Krishna's lotus feet, please be kind to me and allow me to wander through this universe, always singing your glories. Ah, the Yadu dynasty is the most glorious. The Yadus are more glorious than the residents of Vaikuntha. By the mercy of the Yadus, this world of men has become more glorious than Vaikuntha. O earth, now your life is a great success. For now the Yadus have taken birth, reside, and enjoy pastimes on your surface. Now the Supreme Personality of Godhead resides on your surface in the homes of the Yadus and enjoys with them many unprecedented transcendental pastimes. By placing himself before the eyes of the Yadavas, by conversing with them, touching them, following them, sitting with them, eating with them, sleeping with them, arranging for marriages between their families, and in many other ways, Lord Krishna bound the Yadavas with unbreakable bonds of intense love, stronger than the love they bore for their own selves. In this way, he broke their desire for impersonal liberation, a resonance in the celestial material planets, and it greatly increased their pure devotion to him. 
by enjoying transcendental pastimes in their company. Lord Krishna, who is now forgotten by Kuntaloka, gives to the Yadus an indescribable and intense transcendental pleasure that is newer and newer at every moment. Even though engaged in sleeping, sitting, walking, talking, playing, bathing, eating, and a host of other activities, they are so absorbed in love for Lord Krishna, they cannot remember anything except him. O great king Ugrasena, who is able to describe the wonderful glory of your great fortune? Ah, it is very wonderful. It is a great jewel mine of wonders. The Supreme Personality of Godhead allows himself to be controlled by the love of his devotees. O king of the Yadus, when you are seated on the throne, Lord Krishna stands before you like a servant and respectfully says, O my Lord, please be kind to me, and I am your servant, please order me. For this reason I offer my respectful obeisances to you again and again. For this reason I offer my respectful obeisances to all your relatives, friends, servants, and anyone connected with you. Sri Parikit said, Then all the Yadavas, who are great devotees of Lord Krishna, the deity of the Brahmanas, bowed down before the great sage, touched his feet, and said, The Yadava said, Even our master, the great Lord Krishna, worships you. O Lord, why do you bow down like a lowly person to offer respects to us who are so lowly and unimportant? O eloquent orator who has, deferred, who has defeated even Lord Brahma, it is only because of the great powers of Lord Krishna the king of the Yadus, that what you have said about us is not untrue. With the slightest scent of Lord Krishna's association, what person will not attain perfection? Lord Krishna is a jewel mine of great mercy. He is the best friend of everyone. He is an ocean of transcendental glory. Remembering him grants all the goals of one's life. He is the only shelter of the poor and shelterless. To the humble and lowly, he gives a benediction far more valuable than material piety, economic development, sense gratification, or liberation. However, among us is the fortunate Uddhava. However, among us, the fortunate Uddhava is the real object of Lord Krishna's great mercy. Uddhava is Lord Krishna's counselor, disciple, servant, and dear friend. The Lord sometimes leaves us and goes traveling, not noticing our suffering. He goes away. We do not know when or where he will go again. Uddhava, however, always stays with him and serves him. Sometimes the Lord sends Uddhava to go accomplish something that should actually be done by the Lord himself. Uddhava's going to deliver Samba is an example of such a mission. When the Lord enjoys the pastime of taking his meals, Uddhava stays nearby. Uddhava alone regularly obtains the Mahaprasadam remnants of Lord Krishna's meals. Uddhava happily massages the Lord's lotus feet. Uddhava enters the happiness of sleep with the Lord's feet pressed against his chest. 
Sometimes Uddhava accompanies the Lord in his confidential pastimes. If in the government assembly hall, Uddhava is the prime minister who speaks many jewels of good counsel to the Lord. By repeating Lord Krishna's many wonderful joking words and charming words of praise, Uddhava delights us and fulfills all our desires. It is possible to describe, is it possible to describe his great fortune? Since childhood, he has always been wrapped in service to the Lord's lotus feet. For this reason, a host of ignorant fools proclaims him a madman. Because he has attained the wonderful glory of always intensely desiring Lord Krishna's lotus feet, Uddhava has now abandoned his human material form and attained a transcendental form resembling that of Lord Krishna. Uddhava is more handsome than Prajumna and also more dear to Lord Krishna. Always wearing yellow silk garments, jeweled shark-shaped earrings, garlands of forest flowers and necklaces of jewels that had all been worn at one time by Lord Krishna. Uddhava delights us by bewildering us into thinking that instead of him, we are actually seeing before us Lord Krishna, whose handsome splendor attracts the hearts of his devotees. So we'll stop there and we'll pick it up on the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening.